Welcome to Muller Time. What's going on, man? How are you doing? Well, I uh, thought, yeah, right. Uh, how yeah. am I doing? Oh, it was a week. I'd like to first talk about um, the incident that happened to me, uh, which if you guys are on Facebook, Twitter, or whatever, you know I posted the video. Yeah, so, Eric posted this video of an incident that happened in our neighborhood. I'd like to talk about that before we get into everything else that happened, because that is kind of a microcosm of what's going on. Oh, no, that incident just set the tone for the whole week. And uh, on one of the Facebook discussions, I even said something, and I'm really glad I said it, and we'll get to that in a moment. Right. So I was, um, the day, ironically, my only day off, the day after Politicon, I was chilling, I'm walking down the street. This is uh, this past Monday, October 22nd. Uh, correct. Uh, was that the date? I don't yes. even remember. Right, well, because yeah. I typed it on, on my post on Facebook. Oh, nice. So yeah, I'm just walking down the street, um, just you know, by myself in our neighborhood, by the way, and it's on a busy major thoroughfare. Right. So I'm just walking down the street. I have my uh, March for Our Lives T-shirt, the gun march, uh, which we attended, which we were very proud to the anti, attend. Hold on, uh, the anti-gun march, the anti-school shooting march. Just right. To be clear, yeah, it's a, it's a gun control march. Yes. So uh, when this guy saw the shirt and from the comfort of his own home screamed a homophobic slur. Okay, yeah, he was behind an iron fence on like (laughs) the stairway in front of his apartment building. Yeah, so I to uh, to a stranger on the sidewalk, Eric. So I proceeded to turn on the camera, and he and I had a little discussion, which is up on that video, uh, which again is on my personal Facebook page or the Muller Time YouTube page. You can check it out. Mm -hmm. Long story short, it had what most people I think agree to be a positive outcome, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people commented were like, because the guy ended up apologizing. He shook my hand. Um, now this, uh, if you see the video, yeah, this person though, it comes across as just kind of a little crazy right wing nut job. And he, he felt emboldened to yell a homophobic slur to a stranger on the street. And it's Eric's credit here. I mean, you all, all you did was said, Hey, why? Right. In a and nutshell. I did explain to my friends and I did, again, want to be clear. The reason I engaged him that way was only for one reason. It was for my own personal safety. Yeah. That was it. A lot of people were like, wow, like, you know, you really handled that great. I appreciate that. But I approached it that way again for my own safety. If that guy had even made a motion of any kind of involving a physical confrontation, as my, <laughs> my friend Jack said, I could tell you were ready to tune that guy up. <laughs> and he's right. He's And what the point I'm trying to make is I'm very glad I'm a, I'm a I believe in nonviolence. Mm-hmm. But I also believe that if someone brings the fight to you, you do what you have to do. Well, again, this person had the bravery to hurl the homophobic slur from behind a, an iron fence. But the big picture being to lead into the other things that happened was that how people can be people who are already crazy can be influenced by what they see, which what we saw this week with. Yeah. Well, I guess we could start first with the uh, mad bomber guy, the MAGA bomber, the MAGA bomber, the MAGA bomber. Yeah. No, okay, I was already worked up as it was after Politicon. We had a great time there, but it's heavy stuff being just surrounded by politics for 48 straight hours. And um, then the first thing that happens on Monday, the day after Politicon's done, is Eric's incident. And that just set off a week for me that my head has just not been in the right space for over seven days now. Yeah, we thought about taking two weeks off. We're we almost did it, but... Can't this... It's it's election season. We can't. We have to be here. It's important. So... The MAGA bomber, which is, I don't know who came up with that, but that's genius. Well, you saw his van. <laughs> but just no, like he was, he was being called the MAGA bomber before we saw the van, though, because he was specifically targeting all of um, all of uh, Adolf Twitler's favorite uh, people to hate on. 
All right, so the Manga Bomber is this guy. He's basically like Travis Bickle. I mean, <laughs> yeah. basically, if you read about him, he's this guy. He's, he's this dude who's just, things don't go right. He's had a lot of trouble with the law. But apparently he was fairly apolitical, they said, or so supposedly until... <laughs> until we saw his van. 2015. Oh, yeah. When literally... Yeah. You well, know, yeah, that's the story. He was a, he was a Democrat until he wasn't a Democrat. He was a sexist that hated Hillary Clinton. Apparently, the van literally was a white van until you know that, right? <laughs> yes. Until 2015, and that that's symbolic of of what happened. Oh. So this is exactly what happens. This guy's this guy's a nut. He latches on to a cult, which is what this whole thing is. Mm-hmm. Cult 45. Right. Exactly. And then proceeds to build a series of bombs, mm-hmm. none of which work because he's. I mean, I don't want to jinx this or anything, but he is a Trump supporter. So you got to, you got to admit. Laughing at his bombs that didn't work. Yeah. And let's, it's just that we, we dodged a real, you know, it was lucky. That was lucky. Yeah. So that, it just made me extra upset having seen your video and I I don't see how our neighbor just down the block from us Uh um, is really that much different from the guy that sent the bombs around the country. Right. Um, I, I, saw people of political stripes that I cannot stand all weekend long last weekend. I didn't hurl any hate at them. I've been, for the last, what, six, seven months, I've been talking big game about uh, how much I don't like um, a particular website editor and the people surrounding him. I had opportunities to actually discuss with them, and out of civility, I really didn't. I mean, look. Okay, or maybe I was a little chicken, one or the other. (laughs) Well, you know, look, the point is, is that, and again, back to the thing that happened to me or what you just said, if you feel like you have to say something or stand up for yourself, then just do it. Yeah. That's that's what it's all about. Well, that's exactly what you had to do because you were challenged for I, no reason whatsoever. That, that whole thing, it wasn't about, like I told people, it wasn't about Trump. It wasn't about even what he said. It was about him and me. It was about that moment. Yeah, That's what that was about. So if something like that happens to you with one of these people, you do what you got to do and don't second guess yourself. Yeah, I, I really mean that, especially with what happened... After the MAGA bomber, just you yeah, do what you, you, you do what you got to do. Yeah, we'll get there. But anyway, so this, so yeah, the MAGA bomber has been caught. Uh, thank God, mm-hmm. and that guy's never getting out of jail. Did you see Michael Moore's video today? Michael Moore has um, outtakes from his recent movie Fahrenheit Eleven Nine, and he uh, filmed the MAGA bomber at a Trump rally after in early oh, twenty seventeen. Really? Yeah, Michael Moore just posted yeah. it today. It is a video. It's just raw video that wasn't used in the film. Uh, the, the Trump rally, it was one not long after uh, Inauguration Day. And Michael Moore explains on, on the Facebook post how he instructed his camera crew to only film the people hanging around the, uh, the media pen. Mm-hmm. So Trump's long gone, and all these Trump fanboys, all older white men, probably past their mid-50s, holding signs and everything, just yelling stuff at the journalists in the media pen. And right there is MAGA Bomber. He's got a T-shirt with cut-off sleeves, and he's got roided-up muscles. And uh, Michael Moore points that out. Uh, he points out his um, his challenge with masculinity. Uh, you saw his um, his booking picture where he's just got those horrible hair plugs. Nice. And um, yeah, yeah, he's just all roided up. Which um, I didn't even notice. I mean, I don't yeah. know anything about like men's hair, so like I know, like <laughs> literally, I I just found out what those were because a friend of mine was talking about another one of our friends who's who's a Hollywood actor and he was like, Yeah, did you see those hair plugs? And I was like, What are hair plugs? Like I don't and then he told me, I was like, Oh, it's like fake hair. Yeah. That's, yeah. And I mean it's obvious. you you can tell just um when you see the booking photo of the the MAGA bomber. 
yeah, it just looks like a weird line of ashen coal Me- on his head. Meanwhile, I know you saw that Michael Moore was on his van. Oh yeah, Michael Moore. Yeah, well that was yeah. Michael Moore I, discusses that in his Facebook. Post. I'd like to say one of my like, I'll, and I'm 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 not really joking here, but I think definitely a career highlight someday will be when I'm on the side of a crazy guy's van. Yeah, you know what? You could say that now, but it's, yeah. you read Michael Moore's post. You don't want to be on the side of a crazy person's van. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, that means you made it and you were hurt. <laughs> but I, well, I think I'm doing it? well. I mean, I'm already. I'm I'm just mid level career and I'm already getting attacked on the streets. So I must well yeah that's I must true. be doing pretty well. And he didn't even by the way he didn't even know who I am. <laughs> he didn't he didn't know I'm the host of the Muller Time podcast or no. So yeah, um, you know what? Um, can we pat ourselves on the back here? We did not out this person. I mean, look, maybe someone would have recognized him and typed his name in there. But um, you know, we could have posted that video in our local Facebook neighborhood group, and someone probably would have known him. And then all hell would have broken loose in this guy's yeah. life, but we didn't do that. Yeah, I mean, I just yeah, like I just don't care. Like, I mean, yeah, it, that could still happen, by the way, because you know, but <laughs> that sounds like a threat. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Not me. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm saying someone else could post it. Like, well, I, you know what? After, I'm not I'm not in that group. You're right. I, I I scrolled past it again today, and I noticed the view count was a lot higher than it was on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, that's whatever. Mm. I mean, even he doesn't in the video doesn't come off looking as bad as as he could have because he shook my hand. Um, good things that, good thing, maybe that's the wrong term. He acknowledges he is being filmed, so he gave you consent to be filmed. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he acknowledges yeah. that it could end up on YouTube and he did not object to it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we're, we're not invading anyone's privacy. He gave you explicit permission. Yeah. Yeah. It would have gone up anyway, though, probably, <laughs> to be honest with you. You know. Uh, um, but just connecting him, I mean, there's no connection between this person in our neighborhood and the MAGA bomber. The mindset is not unlike each other, though, and that has just weighed so heavily on me all week. Yeah. So then, the um, of course, they just finally catch the bomber, and then, of course, um, unfortunately, the uh, Pittsburgh synagogue shooting happened. I actually found out, I didn't realize this, but I have a bunch of um, relatives there. Oh, no. I didn't know that. Um, none of them go to that synagogue, but I just found that out tonight. And uh, um, I may I may talk to some of them, and if I do, I'll, I'll update this podcast but i didn't realize that pittsburgh has uh, apparently a whole portion of my family when we came to america went to pittsburgh wow. i didn't realize it has such a big jewish population mm-hmm. so yeah this guy's another one uh the, there's really no difference i don't care what people said that he didn't vote for trump he's a trump supporter like it, it, he doesn't have to, he was so crazy that he actually got angry at trump mm-hmm. he's a trump guy like yeah, like he could say he doesn't vote for Trump, but I right. mean, that's, what's the difference right. at this point? It's the same guy. Trump he, doesn't need a, a majority of votes to become president anyway, so it doesn't matter if he's not right. a Trump supporter. Um, unfortunately, though, the right is using that as a way to point the finger at the left. Well, he's not a Trump supporter, the uh, the synagogue bomber. That's uh, Right, but on here on Mueller time, we don't acknowledge the views of the radical right as valid. Okay, well, Do no, we? I'm not saying it's valid. I'm just saying this is what they're trying to, to right. push. Uh, but anyway, this guy, um, is, a, is a Trump supporter mm. and he, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was a, he's a real piece of work. Um, can we point out again, a, um, a white neo-Nazi with a gun went into a house of worship and killed people, shot police officers, yet the police officers didn't kill him. Yeah. No, but Hey, try being a black man in New York selling loose cigarettes. <laughs> I'm sure they wanted to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think when there's you, a famous line in the Rage Against the Machine song, hmm. "Killing in the Name of," uh, 
Yeah. Some of those that run forces are the same that burn crosses. Oh, uh, I think they, when someone's shooting at you, no, they, they wanted to kill that guy. They were outgunned. Okay. I mean, they, not, that guy had, um, we don't even really know what he had yet. We know. No, we knew he had an AR-15. Yeah. Um, probably a modified one and a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if someone was shooting at me and I was a cop, I'm sure I'd be okay. doing the job as best I could. Yeah, well, the white shooters somehow never end up dead. Mm. Yeah, well, no, I mean, that's that's a valid point. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure those cops did the best they could, but that's yeah. that's a chaotic that's a chaotic scene right there. So in um, all the nonsense happening on our, our Facebook comments, at least on my personal page, um, when before the MAGA bomber was caught, the morning where we, I woke up to find out that bombs were sent to the Clintons, to the Obamas, and to CNN, I immediately got on my Facebook page and just wrote something about, all right, who wants to try to both sides this? And I had some takers. And um, at one point, I had to say to a taker, um, someone tried to bring up George Soros, but not about him being bombed, wanted to know my opinion on George Soros. And again, this was um, before the synagogue bombing. And I had to say on Facebook, um, I'm not about to let you use my Facebook page to spread anti-Semitic nonsense. Uh-huh. And I'm very proud of myself. I'm going to pat myself on the back again for um, not taking the bait on that, um, considering then what happened just a couple days later in Pittsburgh. Um, and then um, the both siders on Facebook kind of seem to be quiet since that happened. The the Pittsburgh, uh, yeah, the Pittsburgh shooter, it was the same, again, he made specific references to this quote-unquote caravan. So he is a Trump guy, and it was the same thing as this other guy. He's set off by shit he's seeing on TV. Mm-hmm. He made references to a Jewish organization that helps resettle refugees. Yeah. So whether he voted for Donald Trump or not, he absolutely is part of the wave of dangerous people that are because of Trump. Yeah, they're emboldened, and they need to be stopped. Right, right, exactly. So again, this guy... <laughs> I mean, he'll never see the light of day again. He's scared of starving and frightened women and women and children that are thousands of miles away from the United States border that need our help. Yeah, and just to those these characters out there, not that they listen to this show, but you're not the only one who knows how to use a gun. So I'd I'd be very careful because I'm I'm as you saw from that video, I'm a very patient person. I'm fast approaching the edge of my patience here in terms of exercising my own personal rights, yeah. should I be confronted? I'm really, mm-hmm. I'm really getting close, and the synagogue thing is pushing me a little too close. Mm-hmm. So these people need to back the fuck off. Okay, something really bad has happened basically every day since we got back from Politicon, yeah. and we have more than a week still until the election. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's going to happen? It's, it's Sunday night. What the hell is going to happen tomorrow morning? So yeah, Politicon, uh, just for you guys who, if you didn't see all the coverage, it was, uh, it was pretty great. We got a lot of great interviews. We did, you know, Richard Painter, Michael Steele, uh, R.J. Cutler, who's... Uh, the Trump tapes. The Trump, the um, the Oval Office tapes. Yeah, the Oval, excuse me, the Oval, yeah, That's, the Trump tapes. I knew what you meant. Yes. Well, no, but our listeners might not, and we, we don't want to get his show, his podcast wrong. <laughs> yes. So all those things are up on the Muller Time YouTube page and uh, a few others. That was... But Chris is right. It was a good time, but it, it is draining also being around. There are a fair amount of white nationalists who go to that. Yeah, thing. I mean, I saw I saw Proud Boys there. I have uh, I took a picture of a guy wearing a MAGA hat and a T-shirt that says Muhammad is gay. And he was walking around proudly both days wearing the same outfit. Yeah, we were around lots of people like that all weekend. I didn't I see. I didn't see that guy. And I, I totally 
if I knew that that guy was there, I would have engaged him in a conversation, mm-hmm. nothing more, but just a, a talk. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, yeah, I didn't include that picture from uh, the stuff I put on Facebook of the, my photos from Politicon. Yeah, and like like I told you on the other episode, I know we talked about this. I I, I understand Politicon's point of view, but I think just like these Twitter and Facebook as a private organization, I think they could exercise a little more restraint. Even though I know they'll take some flack, but that shirt is really. I mean, that's almost a safety issue. Yeah, well, you know what, though? If you look, it's not, it's Muhammad spelled not correct. He's got, he, he used the loophole. It's spelled like M-U-H and not Muhammad like the prophet. But you know what he meant. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, so, yeah, that guy's actually not as ballsy as he wants you to think yeah. he is. But would we, you actually walk around wearing a t-shirt that said Muhammad is gay if uh, it was spelled correctly? I don't think that guy would have. I'm scared just saying Muhammad is gay on our podcast, by the way. <laughs> You're just referencing a T-shirt yes, I am. worn by an asshole. Yes. But yeah, we, we had a great time. I'm looking forward to next year. Uh, I honestly thought this year was going to be the biggest ever, but um, I think last year actually might have been a little bit bigger. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder what happened there. I thought with the election coming up, it would be even bigger, but no. And then I saw um, this weekend at the same L.A. Convention Center was Comic-Con. I have a friend that's working a, a booth at Comic-Con, and she posted a picture of just the, the lobby area, the entrance area of the, of the convention center just jam-packed like uh-huh. without an inch to move, and it was not like that when we saw it, and I'm kind of glad. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was a great time. I'm really glad we went. I've, yeah. I have a bunch of footage. I've got, I've got footage from last year even that I'm, I'm going to start mm-hmm. throwing up. Yeah. I mean, I have footage from... March for our lives. I'm. I'm gonna get. Yeah, let's get some. Let's get some of this stuff up. That. Um, yeah. Oh, hold on. Can we? I, I want to get back to one more thing about the um, asshole that confronted you uh-huh. from behind the gate. He made a crude sexual re, uh, sexual remark about a teenager to you, about David Hogg. Oh yeah. 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 And he just off the cuff said David Hogg needs to do this, perform this sexual act. Well, I'm like what the hell is wrong with this guy? Yeah. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up because that yeah. that reminded me that. In terms of these people like the, the MAGA bomber and the guy in Pittsburgh who parrot what they hear from the leadership, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't at, at the time really, I mean, I know who David Hogg is obviously, but I didn't realize that he specifically takes a lot of the brunt from these right-wing nuts. Yeah, he sure does. There's there's a bunch of Parkland kids who are famous now. There's probably like mm-hmm. 10. Yeah, and several of them were at Politicon. We saw Cameron Kasky. We're, we saw Kyle Kashev. But David Hogg, from the beginning, has taken, and so this guy. Well, he there's there, uh, there's fake news about David Hogg. They were trying to say he was a crisis actor and had some th- video of something he did in California, and so they try to say he's not even right. from Florida. So the point yeah. being is that these guys are drawing it from the top, which is Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Okay, might as well. Yeah, we can just go to go to that because Trump has been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Well, how does Trump do this? I mean, basically, this is mind control. It. I mean, it, it sounds like sci-fi nonsense, but how is it not mind control? Trump can say whatever he wants, whatever he wants, and these people believe him without any evidence of fact. Yeah. Well, it's, that's mind control. But the point, the point being, like, what, the point I'm trying to make, which I said in that other post that I did the other day, these guys are, these guys are taking this to a new level. Yeah. So. It's uh, open season on a lot of people, so you need to really be careful out there. Yeah, yeah, you, you have to. We have a week until an election, and I hope the election actually happens, and I hope that we're still safe after sure. the election happens, whatever the results are. Trump and these guys are, he was leading, a. Uh, they were laughing at George Soros in the White House. Yeah. So I interpret that as a direct threat. So 
I, I encourage people to just really, you know, don't go crazy, but you should, if you're part of any marginalized group or really anybody, but someone looks like you and me, yeah. and even you saw what happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. You should take some extra precautions in your yeah. daily routine. Now, um, one of the, I, I've made mention about how Politicon is not unlike a Comic-Con or the music business conventions such as South by Southwest. Well, one way it's like that is there's free stuff to be had. And my favorite free thing that I got was a Washington Post Democracy Dies in Darkness t-shirt. And I wore that on Tuesday in solidarity with what happened to you wearing your March of uh, oh, March nice. for Our Lives t-shirt on Monday. So I proudly wore that shirt all day Tuesday. Uh, and I walk. I don't drive. I walk to work. So I walk a couple miles every day. I see plenty of people out on the streets all over Hollywood. And no one said anything. I got oh, I got one thumbs up from a guy. Nobody said anything bad. Oh, nice. Um, but maybe a newspaper's not quite as divisive as um, the March for Our Lives, even though Donald Trump has done his best to mm -hmm. make sure the Amazon Washington Post is known as fake news. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got like four of those shirts. <laughs> you grabbed four. For, for family and friends. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I got a bunch of them. Oh, I, I updated my Facebook uh, profile picture yesterday wearing that T-shirt too. I got a lot of free stuff yeah it was it was like better than sundance almost <laughs> it was yeah i can't wait till i get to the level where i can go to those rooms and just get all that yeah. stuff like i won't put um any sort of political bumper stickers on my car i don't need people uh i don't need to draw attention to myself un unneededly and then after what happened with you because you wore your march for our lives mm. t-shirt i'm like screw this i'm i'm gonna i'm not gonna go necessarily put a bumper sticker mm. on my car but yeah i proudly wore that t-shirt just one more time i want to reiterate that trump and not just trump the Republican Party are pumping poison, bigoted poison, into the bloodstream. It's not just him. It's the stuff is coming from a lot of Republican congressmen. Yeah. The Soros thing has been repeated by Chuck Grassley. Okay, let's and, let's talk about Soros for one moment. I I saw it again on my Facebook page this week. I don't think people realize how anti-Semitic it is when you spread the right-wing talking points about George Soros. Right. Every piece of nonsense you hear about him is rooted in anti-Semitism. This has gone way too far. If it was just Trump even, I wouldn't feel the same way. But then when I see it by other congressmen and being pushed relentlessly on Fox News, mm -hmm. you people better fucking, I'm going to say this, this isn't the last time I say you better watch out and you better think about this. Yeah. To me, this is all on them. They're, we didn't start this fight. They started it, yeah. but I'll gladly finish it, as you saw in that video. Mm -hmm. So these, Okay, hold on. I'm going to give you some points yeah. here. You didn't fight. You were civil. There's calls for civility, and you could not have been a better example of civility with your incident with the, our crazy MAGA neighbor. I, I appreciate that, but I want to reiterate, it was it was not the democratic version of civility, which is being, um, I'm sorry to use the word, but a pussy. I, my civility had, had it was a strategy. Yeah. This was an unstable individual, and I didn't know what he was going to do. Mm -hmm. So I just want to make that clear. I don't think you should approach every situation like that. Uh, I think you should you know, approach it. Use your use your judgment. So today is the um, today's the Mueller anniversary. Today is the anniversary of the first who, indictment. Who was the first indictment? Was that um, uh, oh I'm forget? Help me, remind me. Who was the first person indicted? Well, it was, it was Paul Manafort and okay. Rick Gates mm -hmm. and George Papadopoulos. Okay. So this is one year since that incident. Um, okay. Can we talk about how um. Mueller has been very silent as predicted throughout this 2018 campaign season. James Comey wasn't. A week out from the election, he made some announcement about some irrelevant, well, it turned out to be very relevant, announcement of Hillary's irrelevant emails. Mm -hmm. 
And he didn't wait till after the election to do that. Right. Yeah. Well, but now um, Mueller is he, he's doing what a politically is supposed to be the right thing. I mean, I, I hope a week from Wednesday, everyone goes to jail. It's been one year since uh, Mueller's first strike, as they say. Mm-hmm. And it's been he's done a hell of a job. Yeah. A lot of people have been indicted and a few people are in jail and a lot more are going to jail. So let's mm-hmm. just take a second because it's been rough to, you know, really just take stock of that. That's a great thing. Okay, so let's say everything goes bad a week from Tuesday at the election and the red wave hits. Can um, the next uh, session of Congress, can they just flat out put a stop to the Mueller investigation? I mean, I think they can do anything they want. I mean, if, if you know, they can, or Trump can do anything he wants. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not worried about that. So, you know. I'm, Look, I'm hearing too many scary things coming out of Georgia and coming out of Texas yeah. about um, uh, early votes being disappeared and uh, voter rolls being purged. Yeah. Um, there, We might get uh, some seats turned. Uh, Stacey Abrams in uh, in Georgia and Beto O'Rourke in Texas. Everyone has to vote, yeah. stating the obvious. Look, yeah. if you can go vote early, just do it. I mean, look, I, I love voting on election. I love going to the poll on election day and voting right then and there. And if you don't care one way or the other, go vote early. And like we've often spoken about, everyone has to have their own, you know, everyone has to be working together on this. So whatever you've chosen to do, whether it's register voters, uh, do a podcast, get convince one friend to register a vote, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just you have one, we have nine days. Yeah. Eight or nine days. Yeah, so you're gonna have less than that when you're by the time you're listening to this podcast. So, yeah, get get on it. Yeah, because this is uh this is this is pretty important. Brazil had a uh, pretty big election today. I don't know if you saw. Um, I was I I saw a news story about something related to it, but I don't know what happened in the election. Brazil has elected a uh, like the wave of populism that is descending over. Oh, that's right. They have their own Trump down there. Except way worse. Way this guy is so even if you can imagine that being possible, way worse. Um, the the real briefly, the story I saw was from the LA Times, and uh, Roger Waters is on tour. Roger Waters of Pink Floyd fame, he's down there touring, and apparently he was not supposed to speak about the election, and he got himself into some Brazilian hot water by coming out against this um, potential new dictator in in Brazil. Yeah, his name is Jair Bolsonaro. This guy's a complete lunatic. I saw it's it's just it's so bad for those people. We really this is really bad because that country has a lot of problems, way more problems, which is part of how this guy got got a shot at at the you know the presidency. Mm -hmm. But what a horrible combination! A country that already has all these problems and this guy. Yeah, I mean. I mean, Brazil, there's no middle class in Brazil. There's extremely wealthy and extremely poor, if I'm not mistaken. Is that is that correct? Uh, yes, which is ordinarily the, always the recipe for disaster yeah. in any country. And then, uh, isn't it, how, is, how big is the Brazilian population? Is it more, do they have more people than, than the United States? The United States? Yeah. No. Oh, no, no. Because they have more land. I mean, they're like the biggest country on the yeah. planet. No, they, they don't have more people, but they have, the murder rate there is unbelievable. I think they said like, it was an insane amount of people who were just killed last month. I, I, I did a double take. So this guy is apparently, the, they say he's the most extreme candidate ever elected in South America, ever, in the history of recorded elections. That's how crazy this guy is. And, I mean, just whatever. You can read about him. So that, um, 
Do we, do we get any listeners in Brazil? There's a few. Okay. There's a few, yeah. So if anyone is listening and has any opinion on that, when you listen, uh, you can uh, hit us up on all the social media channels and yeah. be uh, interested to know. I do have a friend who lives here now who's uh, just moved here a little while ago with her husband from Brazil and their kids. I was like, that's some good timing. Yeah, no, I know. I have a friend um, that has a Brazilian wife. That um, I believe she's somewhat famous in Brazil too. But yeah. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that they're in for a real rough ride. They they have four year terms there, like <laughs> like here. So what they used to have four year terms there, you mean? <sighs> I mean with this guy with this guy you, you really never know. Yeah. I mean I they they got some crazy stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. So I wish them the best. But um Hey, we got our own shit to worry about here at home. Yeah. Yeah. Not not to say that we shouldn't pay attention to what's happening in Brazil, but you know. Yeah. No, it was a mirror of what's happened here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I watched a bunch of segments on it today. Okay. Same same thing. People are saying the same things just in Portuguese. But the exact same things. The crime rate, why they like them, it was it was like a mirror. Okay, are there immigrants that um go to Brazil that the Brazil nationalists hate? That I don't that I don't know about. Mm-hmm. Uh I didn't see anything about that. Okay. The major thing seems to be their economy and the the crime rate, which is absolutely out of control. Yeah. They had a thing, this woman who won, she later won a seat in their Congress. She was a police officer who killed a man on, who tried to rob her when she was just off duty. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think anybody has a problem with that, but they used, she used that in a campaign ad, this, this oh. surveillance video. Oh, wow. That's, that's. I mean, that's just straight up crazy. Like I was watching, like, and of course it was perfect for a commercial. Because she was, she had her kid going to school, so it's like the mom thing. Oh wow, yeah. Well, can you so imagine if uh, people love that stuff? That's going to happen here. Everything happens on video now. Eventually, <laughs> that is going to happen. There is going to be a political candidate in this country who uh, was heroic in a crime against them, and they're going to exploit that, and that'll be kind of yeah, that's kind of dirty. So even though Mueller's been quiet, there's been uh, a couple stories breaking, and it's like a what do you call it? Like something's being. It's like slowly. Well, it's being stuff's being strategically leaked, not so, from Mueller though. No, but things are being revealed, and you're starting to see connections. Like like a light is being shown on it in a way that we didn't see. We're now seeing that everyone knows that Roger Stone is up next. Mm-hmm. That's the general consensus, and everyone knows that Julian Assange, as a front for Russia, ran WikiLeaks. But did you see how now they're connected? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, you go ahead. Well, no, no, you, you, you'll no. know the details better than I will, so please. No, no just that now we're seeing, and it, it's not complicated stuff. Roger, this is what it looks like right now. Roger Stone wanted an edge to beat Hillary Clinton, and Julian Assange had a bunch of stolen emails, which, while irrelevant, could help them present an image. Julian Assange needed a pardon because he's in a lot of trouble for a bunch of rapes and other stuff that he's done. So... There you go. And yeah. now apparently Mueller is investigating that uh, which, that connection. Okay, Roger Stone seems like someone that would flee the country. Why hasn't he fled oh, yeah. yet? Because <laughs> they, they got their eyes on him. Yeah. I don't, they don't have his, I mean, obviously he's a, technically a free man, but. Mm-hmm. Well, you never know with some of these characters, though. A lot of them are delusional. They, they, they never think it can happen to them because mm-hmm. they've gotten away with it. Look, I'm I'm gonna be the keg half full kind of guy right now. I just I I think Mueller is gonna just just arrest everybody the day after the election. Yeah, I want I want that to happen so bad. I 
Yeah, like I asked Richard Painter, will it be the 8th of November? Oh, he, he seemed to think it's coming quick. He, sa- he said a month afterwards, but... Yeah. I'll but, take a month. I said the day after, I'll, I will take a month. But so there you go. You learn something each time. Yeah. So it makes more sense. They each needed something, and then they each promised each other something. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's just the tip of the iceberg. Now, on top of that, one of the original conspiracy theorists is also now a part of this mess. And I can't, if we get this guy too, this is like the icing on the cake. Jerome, Jerome Corsi. Oh, yeah. No, he made news again this week. Right. Yeah. This guy is one of the original, he's, he, was, he started the birther thing. Yeah, he's totally getting credit for that. He started the John Kerry thing mm-hmm. with the, the swift boating mm-hmm. and a lot of other stuff. Yeah, he knows how to make up stuff about politicians and make it stick. Right. So long story short, Roger Stone has been saying that in the beginning that his connection to Julian Assange was this New York stand-up comic slash activist named Randy Credico who denies that. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't look like Randy Credico. It looks like he was telling the truth. Now it looks like Mueller's investigating, and now it makes sense. This Jerome Corsi guy might have been the real connection because Mueller thinks apparently that this Corsi guy had advanced knowledge of WikiLeaks. Yeah. So that makes sense why that why he lied about it. He didn't want to put his buddy Corsi in there mm-hmm. in the middle. Yeah, NBC News broke that story this week. I uh, I believe we have it up on the Mueller Time Facebook page. If Mueller takes down Corsi, oh my god. Yeah. I'm definitely buying drinks. All right, so one person whose name uh we don't hear much of, which is one of the early indictments from um from Mueller was Michael Flynn. Mike Flynn? Yes. Yeah. Um I wonder what Mike Michael Flynn told Mueller about Jill Stein. You know, we haven't heard anything about her uh, Russian connections. No, I mean, but but we know they all sat at dinner um, in 2015 with Putin, and I would like, just love to see her get arrested for some nonsense too. Yeah, Not nonsense, but you know what I mean. There may be look. A lot of people are going to go down from this thing. Yeah, there's the manpower required. Is it's. Mueller can't handle all these cases. That's why he has to hand some of them off. Mm-hmm. So you may see something like that. Yeah. Uh, if Jill Stein took any money from them and didn't declare it or didn't anything like that, she could be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Not to mention, right. Well, it, it's hard because just, you know, if they used her as a useful idiot, mm-hmm. there's technically no law against that. But if she took some money or something like that, absolutely. Well, uh, I have to assume she was paid to go um, to this RT dinner in Moscow. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't see her FEC filing, so I don't know what it says about it in there, but we got the pictures. You can bet that a lot more people are going to be going down, people you've never heard of, mm-hmm. like Papadopoulos the first day. Everyone was like, yeah. one year ago today, people were like, who? Mm-hmm. Who is that? Right? Yeah. Speaking of ways, so meanwhile, Papadopoulos has been running his mouth nonstop. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that since, I think I did. since being convicted or pleading guilty. And now he's saying he might take back the the plea. Oh, did he say that? I didn't see that. Yeah, Can't, is that some? Is that a thing that you can do? I don't know. Yeah, what, how does that work in the legal world? I don't get it because he's already signed the papers and everything. Well, I'll ask our friend that. I, by the way, I asked our friend if it's who is the legal advisor if he can even run his mouth like that, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yeah, there's nothing. You know, once you've signed off on it, there's nothing preventing you." Mm-hmm. But I, just the stupidity of it. Yeah. Of, of doing that is well, his mouth is what got him in trouble in the first place. So then, also another. This is not a major invest part of the investigation, but Papadopoulos' wife, you know the quote, quotation mark Italian woman. No, who speak, I, I, I don't understand. What do you mean quotation mark Italian? 
She has a very heavy Russian accent. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know this. You didn't know that? No. Tell me no. more about her. Oh, she's just, they always introduce her as this Italian woman, and she's obviously Russian. So this journalist named Scott Stedman, who is a 22-year-old guy who does a lot of good work on, like works on his own, mm. he, he had a couple stories on her, just how, first of all, she's shady as hell. Okay. And she was, Mueller and them asked, they looked into her as being a spy, mm. and- I guess they didn't think she was because she's still a free woman. But okay. her story doesn't make sense. A lot of her resume, her when she said she worked at places she didn't work there, mm, okay. and now apparently ICE is ICE is looking into her because she's here mm. and she's worked and taken money with that when you're not supposed to. Okay. So so Papadopoulos married a Russian spy. It's it's That's possible. What it looks like. Yeah. It's very possible. Well, oh, um, uh, sidetrack, almost related. Um, did you see the story that broke earlier this week about Richard Spencer, big white nationalist asshole, deplorable, got punched, famously punched in the face on the street? Uh, um, he is having marital strife. I don't know if it's a divorce or not, but a story came out about um, him beating his wife. And it turns out he has a Russian wife. Oh, I heard that, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, don't, I, I don't remember the details necessarily about what's going on with him and his wife, but I'm like, wow, okay, there's another big prominent white nationalist racist he's got a russian wife well uh, all i can say about that is that a lot of these white nationalists love russia because it's one of the few almost it's a very white country and it always well, has no, been they, yeah they there's only one race in russia yeah right the acknowledged race well, um, yeah. everyone else there has real problems so is it just a coincidence that the one of the leaders of the alt-right movement in america has a russian wife i, I think it's i think it's a I think it's very interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'll, let's leave it at that then. I don't think she's like, as far as I know, not well, She's not Maria Butina. No, but I think that there's definitely, it's interesting to note that given the connection between white nationalism. And, exactly. I, I didn't know anything right. about him. I thought he was an incel. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. uh, yeah, that, the story broke. It's like, wow. Okay. It wasn't even part of the story. It's just they name his wife there and she's got a full on La- Russian last name. Not, yeah, that's. Look, maybe she happens to be from an American family from generations that never changed their Russian last name. I don't know that for sure. I do know that he has a wife with a crazy long Russian last name. Yeah. But yeah, this uh, Papadopoulos story is sort of interesting with with his wife. And uh, again, you can look up Scott Stedman's reporting on that. I think I think something else is going to come out about that. And I'm, I'm not sure what, but that some some may right there. Yeah, well, look, we got another week of a whole lot of not right. There was one more thing oh. about his wife that was something weird, but I, there, I've, I've already well, forgotten. Well, just find the story. We'll put it up on all of our social networks. Yeah, yeah, there was, it was something really weird. I'm surprised she's in trouble with ICE because I figured, like, he was kind of a Trump guy, so the government would lay off him. But I guess he wasn't high up enough. <laughs> it sounds like they might deport her because she oh. took money. Uh, she's here on a work visa, okay. and you're not, I guess... It depends on the type of work you do, and yeah, you know. Yeah, like those things can be selectively enforced. I mean, Melania Trump came over on a tourist visa; that she got to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's very true. Mm-hmm. So then we got this Trump, uh, we got this Saudi connection going on, mm-hmm. where basically, I'm sure you know, like so this George Nader character was. Um, it's apparently, Trump and them were trying to this thing that happened with Russia. Saudis wanted to do the same thing, help them win. Mm-hmm. And so this crazy, this shadowy character, George Nader, was helping to broker this meeting. So the fascinating, so I'm sure you saw it because it was on your favorite show, it was mm-hmm. on Rachel Maddow. Mm-hmm. It was also covered on some other places. Apparently the guy that they were trying to pin this, 
this murder, this Khashoggi murder on mm-hmm. the Washington Post journalist who was killed in Turkey. The guy that the Saudis are trying to pin it on is this Saudi general who also was the Trump team's liaison during the campaign. So in other words, let's get rid of this guy who knows what was going on. Yeah, that's how that works. I know that's super complicated. I didn't do a great job of explaining it, but uh, really check that out. Mm-hmm. This guy's name is, uh, what the hell is his name? Ahmed Alassiri. He's not in the picture, uh, the famous orb picture. No. Is he? No. He, no, it's just Melania he, and Trump. And, he's, yeah. His body will soon be turning up however they do it over there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's that's what bugged me out about those those Saudis that was so crazy. Like those guys who went over there to do that mission in Turkey, you know, mm-hmm. yes, morally wrong, but they they did, like they're doing what their country has asked them to do. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, this guy's going to apparently like, it sounds like he's going to kill them or throw them. Like, yeah. Like you do that to your own people. Yeah. It's, I don't understand that, that type of, the, how does a culture work? Like, well, look, America has some bullshit like that in our culture anyway, so. No, yeah. No, any government, if you work in intelligence or whatever, there's many people who have been thrown under the bus by their own country. Yeah. If you if you look at that, I mean, I'm, it's, I'm sad to say this, but if you look at that wall at the CIA with the stars, many of those people heroically, heroically fought for their country in that way. And we don't know the stories, and I'm sure a fair amount of them got sold out or screwed over. And that's why they, their name, they're a star on that wall. Yeah. And those stories are all secret. We'll never know. Nope. Meanwhile, President Bumblefuck gave that speech there. Remember that? Oh, in the yeah. beginning? Uh, yeah, that was right at the camp. That was like the first weekend. Apparently, that was one of the big turning points where the intelligence community mm-hmm. just lost it. Yeah. Um, th- that wasn't, that was before he fired James Comey, right? That was like, that was like the first week. Of, that was actually, uh, believe it or not, I think that was his first day yeah. of his presidency. Yeah. First day. Yeah. The law and order president. Right. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Oh. Any uh, any commentary you'd like to add? No, I, I you know what this I, I'm just scared for um, the next nine days. I, I've had a difficult week. My head's been in the wrong space. Bad stuff happens every day. I'm just happy I have a good record collection to to <laughs> mellow my mind. Election day is coming Tuesday, November sixth. Just want to make sure I got that right. Well, well yeah, because uh, uh, Rachel Maddow every day has a different story about um, uh, misinformation about voting day in various right. regions of the country. Right. So Ugh. we already know you guys are going to be voting. We'll be voting. And we'll be doing a show that day. Yes, and I'll put it up as fast as possible. How do yeah, we want to do we want to do let's let's go vote early in the morning and then uh, and record like Tuesday morning. Let's let's talk. We'll figure it out. We won't we won't negotiate it on on the podcast. Let's let's vote and then record at some reasonable time. Okay. I, what I'd like to record is actually while I mean ideally I'd like to record after like when the when oh, we when know the election, what's up. Yeah, well when the election results are coming in, yeah. Yeah. I thought about doing a live thing too, but um I'm I'm not there yet. I think our friends Muller she wrote are doing a live election night podcast. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought about that. Yeah, I think they're doing a really long one. Mm. But that's it's hard enough to do one hour. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to follow us, it's uh, Muller Time Pod on Twitter. If you could write us a review on wherever you listen to the show, that would be great. Um, because more people in the robot world we live in now, more people will hear the show. Yeah. Remember, it's a automated world now. <laughs> in fact, and a year from now, we'll be replaced by robots. Oh yeah, robots are going to do our job. 
And you're going to have they're going to have every uh, all of our voices on uh, in their database and they can just create Muller Time podcast without and, us. And I look forward to actually watching myself and listening to my own show at that point. Yeah, but um are you still going to get the paycheck for it? <laughs> <laughs> That's there was the robot going to get the paycheck. Do I get a paycheck now? <laughs> there <That's>, you go. <laughs> so yeah, it's a Muller Time pod, the Muller Time Facebook page. Um what else? Forgot. Yeah, just go vote. We, let's not plug anything. Just just vote. Just go, just go do all your research. Fill out your ballot. If you want to go vote early, go vote early. Just, just go vote. There's also a new Muller Time Instagram now, Muller Time oh, Podcast. Wow. Okay. I set that up. Instagram's the one social network you're not going to find me. It's um, I have a lot of the Politicon photos up there. Okay. And then my personal account is Eric LeVay, which is E-R-I-C-L-E-V-A-I. And I'm at Low Progressive on Twitter. Uh, anything else no, that you need I'm to add? Done. I am so done. All right, y'all, and then we'll, uh, we're going to see you guys on election night. Thanks for tuning in.